3: Hello and welcome to Footballer Season 2, Episode 27. This week, professional FIFA coach Steve Stokes and I get the chance to discuss left stick dribbling with two of the best to do it in FIFA 22. We have a wild alien who just put out the recent Foot Academy dribbling tutorial, which has taken the Foot Academy by storm. And once again, Oceana champion of FGS Dylan Campbell joins us to discuss his left stick dribbling, crossing, passing, and so much more. Let's get into the show. We have a very special couple of guests for you today. We have the Best two left stick dribblers known to FIFA 22, and also we have a wild alien and Dylan Campbell. Yes, joining us this week. So well done. <laughs> Figured you would like that, Steve. <laughs> now, all jokes aside, we have a wild alien here. He was the man behind the scenes putting out the left stick dribbling tutorial video that has totally lit the Foot Academy on fire and lit myself on fire too. The past two days. Thanks for joining us, Alien. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in FIFA, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, no problem. And thank you for having me on. And where it all really stemmed from for me was. Cause I was always purely a football. I grew up with football, that's why I got into FIFA. But first, it was football for me. I was very addicted. I played a forward my, my whole life, and also my main focus. I love to dribble. Even in real life, dribbling was like so fun for me, and that's why I got so into it. I would watch the greats like Maradona and Messi, and I would I would study all that, and even in the real pitch, I would read body language. I would try to fake my opponent, and that was just addicting. So when I discovered FIFA on like FIFA 14, didn't take it that serious, but FIFA 16, I started to really mess with that left stick, and I was like, you know what, I can actually do something here a little bit.
3: So you understand the game well enough to, I guess, portray that on the pitch, or the E-pitch in FIFA, right?
1: Yeah, to the best
3: that I can. Good deal. I've got a lot of questions for you here later on, but I want to bring Dylan in. Dylan, how's it been going, man? It's been a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, it's been a bit of a, a break between the last time I was here. I've been well, though. I had a, a good victory in the E-Nations the other week, and... Yeah, just been chilling. It's last week. Got a busy schedule ahead of me the next couple, so yeah, thought I'd uh, come on this week whilst I'm free.
3: Well, we appreciate it. And what's next for you in the uh, in the FGS?
2: Uh so we've got a two v two event on the tenth of February, and then a one v one qualifier on the twelfth. I think we got like competitive events of four days straight from tenth to the twelfth. So oh, wait, sorry, tenth to thirteenth. Should I say? Um, but yeah, that's all we got coming up the next couple of weeks. Nice.
3: Well, good luck on that, man. We'll be we're rooting for you. Steve, it's 1am over there. How are you doing? Are you awake?
4: Yeah, just about. I'm, I'm hanging on. Um, I'm recording this podcast standing up so that I don't sort of doze off at the desk or anything. So hopefully that works. And yeah, should be, uh, should be interesting enough if if I doze off, the uh, the two guests should take it
3: personally. Yeah. Well, be careful not to hit your head on that light fixture behind you. I didn't realize you were that tall. Perspective hunter perspective (laughs) perspective short (laughs) ceilings i got it before we get into elastic dribbling i want to talk to dylan about crossing you've been really into the crossing here lately and i think you've been using winter wild cards as latin is that correct
2: i haven't bought him just yet but i plan on buying him yes
3: have you have you been able to test him out in some capacity
2: a little bit yeah we had a fully unlocked accounts for e-nations we had every player in the game yeah as you mentioned crossing it's uh I think it's starting to get a lot of popularity now although it's been something that's been one of the most effective ways to score in the game since the very start. Just people are catching onto it now. Um but yeah there are some wild crosses that are coming out.
3: Yeah and I was actually working on doing that. I was trying to up my game in crosses and actually starting to land my head on more balls when they send them through corners or or just long, you know, driven crosses, but I got distracted by this left stick dribbling, I'm not going to lie. But what is what is the the best way, I guess for the for the listeners To make consistent contact on a cross. Like do you use downward headers? Do you use normal headers? When do you start pushing the buttons, etc.?
2: Uh for me, I think the best way is always I think when I cross it early with my fullbacks, for some reason if if you trigger a run, like and you put the right amount of power, I usually put about three bars of power. Crossing from fullback to like someone centrally who's making a run in behind. Almost always it hits them like perfectly. I don't know why that's the case, but yeah, it does. And just for the headers. I mean, it's pretty simple for me, to be honest. It's just a regular square cross, nothing fancy about it, and a regular header, I'm just pressing circle or B if you're on Xbox. And it's really not that difficult to do, and that's why I think it's it's so effective at the moment, just because it takes very little uh, what's the word, effort to do it and to complete it effectively.
3: And where do you aim? Do you aim directly in the center, or do you aim at the corners?
2: Um, Kind of depends where your player's making the run. I think a lot of the time... Best way to do it is if you've got to play a player running back post. I don't like using the term, uh, cross but goal. the reason like people signed to use Ebra, those kind of players, because they want to they want to dunk at the back post almost. We're ter- like, I, I hate to say it, but this FIFA may turn into something like a uh, volleyball or similar. Um, I'm getting
4: serious and- FIFA 19 vibes here, Bill. Yeah, I'm worried. Yeah, I'm very here.
2: worried, to be honest. I think it- Are we
4: talking 4-2-3-1? Are we talking the sort of cross to the back post metric again, the same as same as FIFA 19?
2: Yes, but mm. people are now using three-man midfields, for example, 4-3-1-2 or 5-3-2. Mm. And what they're doing is they're getting the fullbacks higher and wide and then they just trigger all their centre mids runs, like one by one by one, Um. So if if it doesn't work the first time, like if the run's not right, they call them back, send the next one on the run. Right. They keep repeating it until that sentiment makes the right run. Then they make the cross in behind and then they either hit it if the shot's on or they do like a first-time header across um, to the man waiting on the six-yard box just to tap it in.
4: This isn't the first time we've seen things similar to that, is it really? Because you sent me some clips of, of somebody else scoring them. And, and actually you, I mentioned it briefly on, on the pod a few weeks ago, but uh, playing one-twos or triggering runs with your centre-backs and then firing the cross with your with your full-back to them. And that was uh, that was getting goals as well, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I haven't been using it as much recently because I've been working on a couple of my FIFA fundamentals, trying to improve them, but it still works, I can confirm, as of last night. A skill cancels fundamentals these days. Ah, skill cancels. (laughs) Look, I've been trying to learn them just because at a competitive level, left stick only and just passing by itself. I don't think it's enough um, to sustain a full 90 minutes of you being unpredictable in attack. So I've learned a couple skill cancels, but I'm not a big fan of them still. like I'm very limited to probably two or three skill cancels. That's it. What about
3: skill cancels, Dylan? Do you think that there's anybody in FGS currently if they just hypothetically took them out of the game that they would immediately struggle and not be able to compete because they're so dependent on skill cancels.
2: I wouldn't say immediately take them out but I think people would have to adjust Yeah, Some people aren't good enough like with left stick dribbling and they especially the last two years um, where the FIFAs have been like almost like pretty glitchy in a way where you're trying to glitch glitch through your opponent's with all these skills rather than, like, actually working your way through them. Yeah. Um, I think people would have to adapt and, like, it would take them a short while to to find new ways to attack. Yeah. Because it can be difficult at times against other competitive players. If you've always been using seal counters to beat other, your opponents um, in attack, then, yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult because you've got to find something new. So, I mean, there would be pros or players in general – Maybe would struggle if skill counselors were removed.
3: Well, let's you, you mentioned left stick dribbling. Let's let's talk about that. Uh, we do have Alien on who just put out this new video that's available to only the Foot Academy uh, Patreon. So uh, if you're not a Foot Academy Patron, be sure and click the link in the show notes and check us out because you're going to want to see this video, Alien. How long have you been left stick dribbling at this level?
1: Yeah, I would say around FIFA 15. That's where I really uh, started getting the grips with it. Because FIFA 14, I played it, but it wasn't too serious. But once I got to FIFA 15 and 16, that's when I really started to feel like I was mastering the left stick because I wasn't always like, um I wasn't really like a skiller. I was terrible. All I could do was a borrow back then. So left stick for me was always something that I found first before skilling, which is odd, but I always stuck with that. I felt, I always, I was always good. at figuring one opponent, but I didn't know that after a while I could actually take on two and three. I could start reading the, the you know, the analyzing the opponents before anything. And that's when I started getting the grips with it. Since then, I've always been doing it. But now I do combine it with skill moves.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I watched your your video that you put out. And the one that I immediately started to try and had literally immediate success with in my first game, scored two goals in the first 10 minutes, was... The little move with uh, R1 or RB on Xbox, you just kind of go backwards and back, you know, forward at a slight angle. It's almost like a mini drag back, but I don't want to give it all the way here, but I just picked one of the several techniques you taught in that video and just spam the piss out of it. And I did it in the team of the year. What is it? The team of the year moments or whatever the friendlies mode, because everybody presses so much in there. So I figured it's great to get one V one practice with defenders. And uh, it really did pay off. Steve. Talk about that left stick dribbling and, and how it's impacted your game.
4: Well, it's something that's, that's always been in my game. We did have a tutorial in the Foot Academy about it last year, but I just thought that uh, maybe it was time to crank it up a level a bit, really, because, you know, hands in the air, Alien is, is much better at it than I am. So, uh, yeah, it was more a case of sort of building on the, the basics and the fundamentals that, that we had last year and uh, learning a few few little nifty tricks and what have you that he's been teaching us also yeah I've, I've enjoyed it too you know i've been i've been reshaping a few squads getting the right players in because uh you know as, as alien identifies in the video there are players that are that are useful players that aren't um which we might get to later and yeah it's good fun it's it's rewarding just taking players on and beating them without the skills i know that you think that you're uh you're kurt fennick don't you
1: these days who,
4: me? Or Hunter thinks he's Kurt Fennec. Now he's seen your... Oh, I, thought uh, you were, I thought you were talking TA to each No, no, no.
3: Yeah, right, dude. Kurt in was a monster. I'll never be on that level. I definitely feel better today than I did two days ago with Stick dribbling. That's a fact. And I think the, the, the little clips that I've put out are proof. But Dylan, you're mm-hmm. a really good stick dribbler yourself. What do you think about stick dribbling? And do you think that the better the Twitch reactions you have, the better you are at stick dribbling? Or is that a myth? Because I hear that a lot
2: uh i don't know if i agree with that maybe like it comes into it i don't know for me left stick dribbling has been something that i've been learning since i want to say fifa 17 i started like learning and then fifa 19 i took a really serious left stick dribbling but i think it does help if you're able to react quickly to the moves your opponent's defenders are making so if you can see they're going one way and you see their movements then you can react like it helps if you you've got those quick twitch reactions just so you can react much faster to almost any movement that they make. And that's the way that I've been dribbling for a while now is I don't really, I'm not proactive. I'm almost like reactive to what the defender's doing. But yeah, you have to be pretty quick with your reactions if you want to play that way.
3: Yeah, that kind of leads me to my next question because the next question was going to be, is it important to read the body language of the defenders? Are they being passive? Are they charging at you? Are they, are they lunging at you? You know, so you pretty much just answered that. Alien I don't want to get your perspective on it. Does that play a big role? And how you move on the pitch, or do you try to move them yourself as you referenced?
1: Yeah, it does play a big role when it, when it depends on uh, their aggressiveness. If they're coming rushing at you in one direction, you, usually you decide where you go on the left stick based on their movement. So if you can make them react though, as well, let's say you fake one way and you do that in the purpose of them going that direction as well, then that's you dictating them. But usually if they're really patient, you know, you have to always be aware of that. You got to check their movements first. So, yeah.
3: Another thing too that came up, and I wanted to see what you guys were doing with this, but analog sprint, is it on or off?
1: Yeah, I've got that
2: turned on for sure. I think for me personally, the way that I dribble, that's really important. Because like I do a couple speed boosts as well when I'm dribbling, like just that quick burst of speed, past defenders if they overcommit. So it's really important to the way that I dribble uh, analog sprint turn on. I think I've played with it for years now. So I think it's the way to go personally.
4: I think it's fair to say that in the pro game, left-stick dribbling is, is more about opening up passing lanes, creating a bit of space, that sort of thing, isn't it? Rather than and actually taking players on, it's, it's slightly different to, to what Alien does, I guess.
2: It's yeah, it's it's difficult to just run through defences at that level. Unless you're playing yeah. someone who's like really not done the hard work defensively in practice, then yeah, it's going to be really difficult just to run through. So I think I agree, yeah. Most of the time with my left-stick dribbling, it's... I think to find inside the box or just around the edge of the box just to find that passing lane so like I'll do a couple fakes turn back on myself those kind of moves until I've got like a pass just to, across the 6 yard box so I can just hit it first time so that's the majority of the times I I think left stick dribbling really helps me
4: what makes it difficult? Who, who, what's the worst kind of opponent's face if you want a left stick dribble? Both of you. You you go first, Eileen.
1: Yeah, for me, I would say it's the patient defenders. They're really good defenders that stick to the position. They don't move. They, keep, they hold their ground. You can be left stick dribbling left, right? You know, you can be turning them out. They will If they stay there and they don't move, it's definitely tough. Then you have to pass it. Or you can, you know, run at them, turn around, try to get a reaction. And if they don't budge, they don't budge of people who keep the shape, right, Dil? They're the ones? Yeah, it's difficult
2: because I think now a lot of players, especially competitively, do play quite defensive and they sit quite deep. I think now what it's become is you're not playing to win anymore. There's very few who play to win. Um, the majority are playing not to lose almost and like trying to manage risk as best they can. So if they don't need to drag out players, they won't. They'll stay in their shape. So yeah, it makes it difficult.
3: What about uh, like when you're moving the left stick physically? Are you moving the left stick all the way, you know, to the point to where it stops? Or are you using micro touches to do these these quick turns and, and you know, 180 back front, left, right? I feel like when I practiced, the more micro that I could be with it, the more effective it was. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I think, I think that also comes to a personal preference too. Because I, the thing is, I hold the controller also really weird. I use the thumb and the pointer finger holding the left stick. So two in one go. And I've always been doing that since the Nintendo 64. So I do really sharp turns. And I also roll really quick to the edges that I need or the turns. And that's how I do it.
3: Mm. So not so much rounded, but quick and precise.
1: Yeah, that's how I got comfortable doing it. But I think it's pretty much whatever you're comfortable mm. with. Mm. Uh, even when I do the rolls, I roll it really quick to the left or roll it really quick to the, to the right.
3: Yeah, Dylan, do you find a similar experience when you try to lift it dribble through opponents?
1: I'm actually the opposite, to be honest.
2: I, uh, I very rarely push all the way, all the way to the edge. I don't know why. I think that's just the way that like I learned dribbling and it's just been effective for me. So I never really tried to change it, but yeah, a lot of the time it's like very small movements with the left stick. And I mentioned before, like a little speed boost past the defender if they ever
3: Yeah.
2: I think that's just been more effective for me. And then I also use L1 a lot, uh, when I'm dribbling. Mm-hmm. Um, especially around the box. I use L1 heaps. So yeah, I don't know if I dribble like differently. Yeah, I don't know if I, I dribbled like differently in, in a bad way or a good way, but it's been working for me so that I don't really think I need to change it. I
3: think that's safe to say. <laughs> yeah, you've been playing really, really well this year. So don't change anything. Keep going. But um, You mentioned the L1 though. I, I started using it this morning and it's crazy how it just stops you on a dime. So if somebody's trying to run with you in shadow, you just stop, hit one and you've instantly created space just by their momentum, carrying them backwards or whatever the direction they're going in. Then you can simply go the other way. It's, it's so easy, yet so effective if you're playing somebody that's just not with it, you know? Have you ever felt like you're not getting the results you deserve in Ultimate Team? Maybe you're tired of spending money on FIFA points only to be constantly disappointed. I'm here to tell you it doesn't have to be that way. If you wanna improve your game permanently, make the smart choice and enroll in the Steve Stokes Foot Academy. There you'll find everything you need to unlock the potential that your game deserves. From in-depth tutorials to finely tuned custom tactics, you'll find a goldmine of resources that are guaranteed to take your game to the next level. Guaranteed? Yeah, you heard me right. You feel like your game hasn't improved after one month with Foot Academy. Steve will give you your money back. That's the confidence that comes from being the best in the business. Take advantage of this unmissable offer head to patreon.com forward slash foot academy and enroll in the foot academy today that's patreon.com forward slash foot academy the steve stokes foot academy unlocking the potential that your game deserves and yes, it is that time again. It is the end of the month. We start again here in February, and it's time for me to give away some FIFA points to one of the footballer supporters. If you'd like to become a footballer supporter and get your name into these giveaways every month, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash footballers pod. It helps us out on the back end with editing, publishing costs, and everything else that go along with carrying on a podcast, and we really appreciate it. This month's winner for January, 2200 FIFA points goes to... Pot Snob. Congratulations, my friend. I'll see you in the lounge. If not, get in touch with me via DMs and claim your FIFA points before these team of the year items are out of packs. Now, the next thing I want to talk about, and I want to get everybody's input on this, Steve, too, but heavy gameplay, delay, things of that nature, how much does that impact your ability to left-stick dribble? We'll start with you, Alien.
1: Oh, yeah, that impacts it a lot for me. A whole lot.
3: I'm so glad to hear you say that because I thought I just
1: sucked. <laughs> yeah no it's tough whenever it's really heavy gameplay especially for me since I, I do have 50 ping usually for me and when it is heavy in my area it's incredibly difficult so i don't get near it in the box i just keep it safe it only time my left stick is on the wing and that's only past one opponent after that just pass, but in the box i just keep it safe
3: mm-hmm. yeah dylan I'm, I'm assuming that's the same for you with with heavy gameplay delay
1: yeah
2: i think so i don't even know what heavy gameplay is because whenever i've played in australia right To me, Australian gameplay is, like, is a normal. But when I was in Europe, for example, I think I played there twice now in Europe. The gameplay was, like, the worst gameplay I had there was better than anything I've had in Australia. So, it's difficult Mm. for me to, like, compare gameplay to what your experience, for example. But, yeah, I think there are obviously days where it's worse um, than than another day. But it definitely does impact it. Like, I agree with what Alien said. In the box, especially... Um, and in the middle you don't really want to be risking too much when the uh the gameplay is heavy because you're not going to be able to turn quick so for me a lot of the time if it is really heavy i'll revert to skill moves and passing but on the wings i still think i use it a fair bit
3: yeah that makes sense steve's not in his head i'm assuming he agrees here
2: yeah
4: if you if you've got any kind of delay forget about it um quite often it's it's difficult enough just to turn away from trouble if you're being pressed or what have you with with your players you know without trying to take the defenders on you know it's difficult just to protect the ball quite often so yeah certainly wouldn't recommend it in, in sluggish gameplay i'm interested in in cameras um i think that for me when i was first learning it it was important for me to have a fairly zoomed in view so that i could see the animations um and then I was talking to uh to Alien about it in the in the Discord actually, you know, saying that I think we both did pretty much the same thing. We started quite zoomed in and then slowly but surely zoomed out again. Um What what are you using? I think you're on co op now, aren't you, Alien? And I think Dylan is as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm on co op now. I just barely started using co op. I was mainly a broadcast guy, so I was new to co-op as well, so but the thing is, I already got used to the animation, so I don't need to see too much detail. A little nudge, and I can tell a little bit.
4: So you don't watch the animations?
1: Oh, no, I still do, but it depends. If I'm trying to beat the defender, I'll be looking at the animation. If you're trying to press me, then I'll just be pushing away. I'm, I got pretty good with spacing, so even with co-op, I can tell there was a good amount of space to be safe with it.
4: So if you if you want to start getting good at left stick dribbling... Is it pretty much essential to have the camera zoomed in so that you can see the animations while you're just getting familiar with them?
1: Yeah, well, for me, that was one of the things that, I, that helped me realize that I wasn't even doing the sharpest left turn or right turn on my player. As soon as I realized that, I just zoomed out. But if you're brand new, I would say maybe it could help. But if you already know the left stick's angles from the top of your head, you could just pay attention to the defender's animations.
4: Yeah, I think you need to be looking at your opponent more than your own player really, don't you, when you're trying to figure out where you need to be going next Dylan, um, you learned to dribble on co-op, didn't you? So it's just second nature to you.
2: Yeah, I've never played anything other than co-op since my first FIFA. So right. I never had that. Like I, I thought about it in the past where, oh, if I go a bit more zoomed in, if I play broadcast, can I take my dribbling to the next level? But I feel like the other things I would have had to sacrifice wasn't really worth it. And I've been learning left stick dribbling on co-op now for so long, so it's just become second nature to me. I know what to do, but, yeah, I think it definitely does help for those who, like, want to start out. I think it would help in learning the animations and all that Um if you're playing on a more zoomed-in camera angle.
4: While well, we're talking about animations and what have you, has anybody here tried the player of the month Raheem
1: Sterling? Oh, you got that? I really want to try that card.
3: Oh, mate. Dylan has. Unfortunately not,
2: no.
4: Uh, mm. I panic crafted him when I got a load of duplicates at the weekend. My
1: god, he's he's one of the best left stick dribblers I've ever used. Yeah, it's the you know, it's the T-Rex T-Rex <laughs> animation you got going.
3: Some people call it a T-Rex.
4: Hunter's doing a very suspicious dance.
1: Yeah, nah. Sterling, yeah,
2: Sterling's always one of my most favourite m- one of my most favourite players to use on FIFA, just because the dribbling Like. I don't know what it is, but I think it's his dribbling. He's got like the unique animations plus the the speed as well. He's crazy on the ball.
4: I think it's the ball contacts when, when you look at the amount of touches that he takes when he's dribbling. Mm. He, you know, He's a bit like Messi. Messi takes a ton of ball contacts as well.
3: He's electric. He gave me tons of problems in weekend league this weekend. You were talking about cameras and co-op. I, I recently switched back to co-op and I was on telebroadcast and – I have started learning this new left stick dribbling on co-op and it's been fairly decent, but I do miss telebroadcast because you do miss some of the details, but it's, it's really difficult to defend counters on telebroadcast for me personally. I'm not a great defender. Steve just did a coaching session for me trying to fix my defending because I just, when I get countered, I panic and uh, run guys out of position. But yeah, the go, switching to co-op really did help me. And I did that based on Steve's recommendation. So Really thank you for that, Steve, because you've, you've gotten me over the hump where I was stuck in Division 1, Rank 1, and I finally got my elite membership card this week. Flex. Courtesy of Steve Stokes Foot Academy. Would not have done it without him.
4: It's one of the things that amazes me about Dylan's gameplay. One of the things that he's really exceptional at is managing to see those those gaps, those lanes in the penalty area on the co-op camera. And I, just, I, I take my hat off to you. I, I have no idea how you do it. No idea.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> I've played so much of the game now, so like it's almost me not even looking for those gaps. It's always like I've almost memorized it in a way. Like I just know where space is going to be if I'm playing against certain formations. Then I just know because I've been playing four two three one for like four years in a row now. So I know every single run my players are going to make and where they're going to be at all times. So it's just I played so much of it now that. I mean, it just comes naturally.
1: Yeah.
3: Let's move on from camera settings and left stick dribbling. And Steve, you have some pretty valuable information you'd like to share regarding passing. I do. Why don't you tell us about that?
4: Yeah. I've reached out to try and get a bit of clarification on a few things regarding passing to uh, a certain person that I know at EA who's asked not to be named directly. But yeah, they, uh, they cleared a few things up in terms of what short passing is and what long passing is. I think it's something that we've long wanted clarification on, really. A lot of stats. It's like the dark arts, isn't it, really? We, we know that they do something, but we're not exactly sure what. So, yeah, he, he kind of let a bit of daylight in on magic and gave me some some stats, some figures, really, which, which are not absolutely precise, because uh, these things can be changed quite regularly. Tuned, you know, not massively, but I don't know. I guess significantly, and yeah, I think you all know. I I was going to say, let's have a guess at at what constitutes a short pass. Angel, I, I don't think I've asked you. What, what would you say? What kind of distance is governed completely by the short passing stat? I told, I know, I told Dylan this, so I can't ask him. He already knows. What distance would you say, according to EA, according to the game, is a short pass? Because there's a certain distance where the only stat that matters is short passing. So what would you say that distance is?
1: I'd probably say like 10.
4: 30. (laughs) What? Apparently, if you play a pass that's 30 yards or less, the only stat that that really counts there is short passing.
1: Yo, that's a long way. Yeah,
4: I I thought that was quite a long way as well. Um, And that applies to driven passes, lobbed passes, any kind of passes. If it's 30 yards or less, that's going to be a short passing stat. And... How about long passing? How how long would a pass have to be for it to be solely governed by the long passing stat?
1: Um, I'm guessing, I guess, like 40, maybe? It's going to blow your mind. Uh, around there? 60 yards. <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> I, I said the same thing when I heard it. I said, no fucking way.
4: Yep. If In order for... A pass to be solely determined, well, more or less solely determined by the long-passing stat, it's got to be 60 yards or over, and that is a long way. That's uh, I think we've got a graphic, haven't we, Hunter, showing exactly how so yeah, far it is. Time, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, th- I think that's going to go on the Twitter account. And yeah, any any pass, basically to recap, any pass 30 yards or less, that's your short passing. Any pass 60 yards or more, that's your long passing. And anything between 30 and 60 yards, that's a combination of short and long passing and vision i was told isn't really a thing when it comes to uh, to standard passes that's that's something that it basically um, dictates how effective through balls are whether they're
3: through balls on the ground or through
4: balls in the air so uh, some valuable advice there i think
3: indeed yeah especially when you're looking at looking at players to, to put into your team and you want to play a certain style now you know what stats to look at for yeah. you know whatever style you're trying to play
4: i mean the long passing stat on central midfielders, it's kind of rendered useless. It's going to be fairly important on centre-backs if you're going to pump long balls forward, which not many people do. But yeah, it kind of, it makes you wonder there's not a lot of relevancy for the long passing stat, really.
3: You know, talking about long passing, the driven lob through pass is still amazing. Thanks again for mentioning that to me because that saved my bacon in several weekend league games, late in games too.
4: Well, if anyone wants to add anything about team
1: of the year or anything like that. Oh, actually... That David's card, I'm hearing a lot about David's. A whole lot. You're a big fan, aren't you, Dylan?
2: Yeah, for sure. I'd prefer him to Mbappe.
1: I
4: thought you said he was the cheap Eusebio.
2: Of course. His, honestly, his shot is probably the second best I've used on this game. Better than Primal Nine.
4: There's no higher compliment than Dylan Campbell saying somebody is the cheap Eusebio. You know, <laughs> I might have to pick one up. I've got a bit of a problem, actually. If if we're going to talk about team of the year, I've, I've got to sort of hold my hands up and confess here. Um On the last podcast, I did a review of honourable mentions Mendy and said he was the worst goalkeeper in existence, that he had no hands and nobody should go anywhere near him. Well, I've got him on my Road to Glory account and I was kind of forced to carry on using him early in the week and he saved absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. Some ridiculous saves. So,
2: I refuse to believe that. <laughs>
4: refuse to believe. Yeah, I I was sceptical myself to say this. I, I've got clips. I've got proof to them. Um, yeah. He's. I think I may have been wrong. I haven't seen him tested at the near post, which
2: seems to be oh, he's where terrible. his real weakness he's, was. He's by far the worst keeper. Worse yeah. than Godonaruma was for me. Gosh. What? Just at the near post, or generally? Near post, is really bad, but. Just yeah. in general, like I'm never touching that card again.
3: <laughs> I, I didn't sell him. Like I said, I was going to, cause I thought maybe it was just bad gameplay. Maybe it was servers, you know, that were causing these issues, but I'm still seeing these animations and I'm still seeing the window washing animation near post, but that's just me. Everything else though. He's fine. Like long shots. He's great. He comes out great on crosses. I think that's his best trait really is he's, he comes for crosses he's six seven or six six he's huge, so I don't concede many crosses um but man, some of the goals that I concede it's just really frustrating because they're just so simple to block or save, and he just throws himself back into the goal I'll
4: tell you one of the, I'll tell you one of the little secrets with Mendy that I've discovered it's um if you hold down y and bring him off his line for those kind of shots, he'll just still throw his frame. Straight in front of them, and he'll block them really, really effective. What kind of style are you using? I'm not
3: basic. Yeah,
4: but just nice. yeah, you hold down your Y or triangle, get him off his line. Same with Donna Rummer to an extent, really. It, it, it wipes out a lot of Donna Rummer's mistakes as well because they're so big, big old units, and uh, yeah, mm. they're a little bit more effective, I think.
1: Saving those more often.
4: Dylan's the goalkeeper expert. You've tried them all, haven't you?
1: Yeah, except for the,
2: except for Schmeich, actually I use Schmeich, except for Yashin, I've tested all of them. Uh, for me this year, goalkeepers are all like prone to mistakes, especially in near posts. For some <laughs> reason they just let it go by. I think. you referred to that uh, car washing animation? <laughs> I laughed at that. That's, that's a perfect way to explain it, to be honest.
4: Um.
3: I got that from Steve.
4: It's kind of like jazz hands, isn't it?
3: Yeah, he just throws his hands up and then he just... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's annoying. Hunter's just done a Mendy.
2: No, for me, every single year. Uh, Yeah, those of you who are listening, sorry. Every single year, for me, there's been definitively a best goalkeeper, except for this year. This year, though, I think Mid van der Sar is the best overall in terms of just consistency. I think he's the best that I've used so far, but he also makes mistakes, which are pretty bad. The thing that I do with goalkeepers is that I don't know if anyone's got a, opinions on this, but goalkeepers are the one position where if I've got a player who's performing really badly, regardless of how expensive they are, Sammy's like a prime Yashin who's like 750k. If he's playing badly, I will sell that one and buy a new one because I don't know why, but I believe that there's some goalkeepers on the market that are just better than the, the rest. So you've got to find that one that just plays good and then you stick with that one once you found it.
4: I know a few people who think that actually it's not as crazy as it seems. Yeah.
3: I know a few people in this game that for years they refused to buy a card on the market unless it has zero games played and they referred to them as virgins because they don't want a used card so and they'll pay extra for it which is to me it's always seemed silly i mean i I have a conte on my squad who's played almost a thousand games and he plays just as well as he did the first one but i packed him maybe it's a first owner thing i don't know it'd be interesting to see if that were true that'd be pretty messed up but i don't think uh, it is (laughs) looking looking at the market though yeah, we're talking about goalkeepers. I just wanted to see who the most expensive one was, and right now the most expensive one on PlayStation is Lev Yashin for seven hundred and ten thousand. Second best is Vandersaar for five thirty five. So, if you're going to put a monetary price on who's the best, it looks like Yashin. Next is Vandersaar, but to each his own. Just have either one of them.
4: For what it's worth, I I packed untradeable Donnarumma, Team of the Year Donnarumma on my main account. And uh, I can't get him in on any kind of chemistry whatsoever. So I've ended up playing him quite a few games on five chemistry. He's good. He's good. He, he doesn't need chemistry. He's decent. I know Dylan hates him. Have, have you tried him yet, Dylan? Are you going to try? I've got him on tradable, gonna... So
2: I can test him if I want. But oh, you did. Yeah. The problem is I'm rocking uh, Varane and Rudiger as my centre backs. So same. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to... I mean, I have sacrificed chemistry in the past, even in pro events. I have sacrificed chemistry on other players to get the goalkeeper that I want in. But I don't think I can do that on this. Like, 5-chem is a bit much, I think, for a keeper.
4: Mm. It basically gives him no boost, no chem boost at all.
2: He doesn't really need it, to be fair, but...
4: Mm, That's it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe
4: a weekend league project, though.
2: Yeah, we can test it.
3: Seems like these conversations with Dylan always turn to who's the best goalkeeper. Allison, we know that. <clears throat> we used to know that. I'm not sure that's so true anymore. But no, it's now, Mandy. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> well, really appreciate you guys coming on and, and talking about uh, Alien. Thanks for talking about that video. Thanks for making that and sharing that with us and with the Foot Academy. And um, Dylan, thanks for taking time out of your day. Good luck on your next event. Uh, real quick alien where can people get in touch with you how can they follow you on social media what kind of things you got going on
1: yeah i, I do have a twitter it's kind of like probably the worst time to forget what my twitter username is <laughs> but i would say uh youtube i do respond a lot on youtube so if i guess if you find me on there
3: well dylan where can people follow you and cheer you on for your events
2: well if you want updates you can follow me on twitter at Campbell 20 underscore and then if you want to watch any of my gameplay I stream pretty frequently I stream all my pro games all that um, at twitch.tv forward slash Dylan Campbell underscore so yeah that's the place check me out Steve where can they follow you they can follow me on twitter at the foot coach
4: they can follow the wild alien at wild underscore xd there you go <laughs> does that ring a bell yeah and uh, if you want to check out the vast amount of content in the in the Foot Academy, not just not just Aliens Left Stick Dribbling tutorial, there's all kinds of good stuff in there, check that out on patreon.com forward slash foot academy.
3: Sounds good. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at TheFootHunter. You can follow the show on Twitter at FootballersPod. We will catch you next week with more content as future stars looms in just a few days' time. See you then.